0: My name is Ben Checkness from the Too Vague Podcast, and you're listening to My Weekly Mixtape with Brian Colburn. Get your leg warmers, get your checkerboard shoes, maybe a Rubik's Cube. We're heading to the 80s.
1: Welcome to My Weekly Mixtape, a podcast that takes the classic mixtape approach to building a modern playlist. I'm your host, Brian Colburn. Joining me tonight as guest curator is Ben Checkness, host of the Too Vague podcast, as well as one of my weekly mixtape's amazing Patreon mixtapers. Ben, thank you so much for joining me on the show. Oh, thank you for letting me be on. I really appreciate it. I'm excited to have you. So let's start with the same question I ask all my guests. Ben, what does the word mixtape mean to you? Mixtape is
0: something from my, I guess I would associate it with childhood. It is something that I associate to, this is just free flowing. First words come to mind. For some reason, malls, roller skating rinks, all these 80s things <laughs> come into my head whenever I think of a mixtape. It's an expression. It's an expression of your love of music and Making it in general, I made it for other people, but they were also used for road trips or things like that. I have a connection with the late '80s, early '90s. That's what a mixtape means to me—the time I I spent in my quote-unquote childhood.
1: Absolutely love it. And tonight we are curating a mixtape of new wave classics. And I want to make sure I just say new wave classics and not. 80s New Wave classics, because New Wave really began in the late 70s, and there's simply way too many iconic New Wave songs that came out between, let's say, 77 and 1980, as well as all of the well-known songs from the 1980s. Agreed. What were you looking for in the songs that you brought to the table this evening?
0: Well, I was looking for basically what you said, those new wave coming out of the rock and roll or popular music of the 70s trying something new something that's sort of alternative in the time but it's a group of bands that kind of pioneered a lot of the new music using a lot of electronic sort of methods and and things but that doesn't necessarily mean that that is a new wave band it's just some people coming out of the UK and then also just the new wave of popular bands coming to the forefront. Some of them made it, some of them stayed true to that sort of new wave approach and became alternative. I think there's a distinction to be made with the difference or the similarities between new wave and alternative. There's kind of a transition there once we hit about 86 your new wave bands are established, right? So they're either pop, rock, or some other genre or alternative. What do you think about that?
1: I feel like in the mid to second half of the 80s, bands kind of took these pivots right? where it would have been indie, it would have been almost that 80s, punk sound which was not like the punk like the ramones but a little bit more of a punky spirit Mm -hmm. in the music and then the ones that went alternative which i feel like those three even though they kind of come from the same musical lineage Mm -hmm. they are three vastly different directions so finding the songs that fit the mold so to speak is the challenge oh, with yeah. this because there are some songs where I'm looking at it saying to me this is an indie band I know they're lumped in the new wave but I don't necessarily feel the new wave vibe from yeah. them and then there's other groups where it's almost the opposite where they're not a new wave band in the slightest mm-hmm. but because of that style of music being in the mainstream at the time mm-hmm. bands adapted to the new wave oh, sound yeah. And became a different extension of who that group was musically. And I've got a couple of examples of oh, that yeah. that I might pull out tonight as I well. Mean, I
0: mean, the first thing that comes to mind is David Bowie. I mean, he embraced the quote unquote new wave going from his music, which was very like, I don't know if emo is the right word, glam is the right word, but. He made a transition and then you had your other bands who made those transitions or rose to the top, should I say, of the new wave of artists. But to answer your question from a while ago, I just think mostly electronics, new wave synthesizers, drum machines, but used in a, an interesting way. That's kind of where I was going for. And then also that time period, what you said, which was between the
1: late seventies and early to mid-80s. Well, I'm excited about this one, so let's get down to business. All right. Tonight, as I mentioned at the top of the show, Ben and I will be curating a New Wave Classics mixtape, and we'll use that old cassette deck approach. Ben, as my special guest, will begin side A with his first song choice, and then I'll add a song that I feel best follows up that choice. We'll then flip-flop choosing songs until we've mapped out 10 songs for side A. We'll then give our mixtape a proverbial flip and we'll map out side B. Only this time, I'll kick things off with Ben choosing second. Our overall goal for the episode is to craft the best new wave classics mixtape possible through only 20 songs. At the end of the show, you could take our conversation to the next level by visiting the episode page at myweeklymixtape.com to give our final mixtape a listen via the embedded playlist. And if you like what you're hearing on my weekly mixtape, please consider becoming a Patreon mixtaper at patreon.com forward slash my weekly mixtape. And while we're on the topic of Patreon mixtapers, a few of them chimed in with what they feel would best kick off a New Wave Classics mixtape. And I'd like to give a few shout outs to them. All right. Cactus Pete chimed in with Tears for Fears. Everybody Wants to Rule the World. Mally Hart chimed in with Depeche Mode's Photographic. And Kevin Seeker chimed in with Talking Heads' Psycho Killer, specifically the version from the Stop Making Sense live album. And Ben, before I turn it over to you to reveal your track one, some of the fellow mixtapers who follow me at My Weekly Mixtape on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Spoutable have chimed in with their ideal opening tracks. And just to give you a small sample of what some of those picks included, We're talking The Human League, Don't You Want Me, Duran Duran, Girls on Film as well as Rio, The Smiths, A Rush and a Push and the Land is Ours, Dead or Alive, You Spin Me Round, Depeche Mode, Personal Jesus, Eurythmics, Sweet Dreams are Made of This, Joy Division, Love Will Tea, The Buggles, Video Killed the Radio Star, A Flock of Seagulls, I Ran So Far Away, and New Order, Blue Monday, just to name a few. So, Ben, with that musical thought out in the atmosphere, I'm officially pressing the record button on our mixtape, and the floor is yours. Why don't you dive into the song that you chose to kick off Side A? Okay. This
0: was a difficult decision because I wanted to establish the mood of this tape, and I wanted to give it a little bit of punch. This artist is probably more associated with her more popular song, which is Kids in America. So you said that one of your favorite songs was uh, from her. What was the cover that you really liked from her?
1: Oh, You Keep Me Hanging On. Yeah. I love her cover of that. That came out in the mid-'80s there. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. I really enjoyed that one. Yeah.
0: Well, this track, I don't know if we call it a deep cut. I'm going to call it a deep cut. It's from her Teases and Dares album, which is the album – that she released when she moved over to MCA Records. I am starting with the track The Touch by Kim Wilde from her 1984
1: album Teases and Dares. Love the song. Love the pick. An interesting way to start things off because as soon as you said Kim Wilde, I immediately thought you were going for Kids in America because that was the song that everybody gravitated to. Yeah. And then When you called me out on You Keep Me Hanging On, I immediately knew you weren't going for that one. So an interesting approach to
0: the song choice. It's more about the mood. I mean, if you listen to that song, it screams 80s. It screams, let's go roller skating. I can imagine myself, just with the way it starts out, it sounds like kind of an organ you would hear in a hockey rink or whatever. And it just turns into an electronic masterpiece so that's why i chose that one
1: i love it and you actually are giving me the greatest gift in this episode right from the beginning oh okay because you are letting me choose one of my favorite bands as my first pick of the night okay Anyone that listens to me podcasting knows that my favorite album of all time is 1978's self-titled album, From the Cars. And I'm struggling right now because every fiber in my being wants to choose something from that album. I could follow your lead and go with a deeper cut like Bye Bye Love. I could go with the big hit Just What I Needed or the song that kicked off the car's career and, dare I say, New Wave in general, Mm. Good Times Roll. But musically, I feel like all three of those songs don't follow up Kim Wilde very well because they're a little bit different vibe where – The Cars self-titled album leaned into the punk, indie rock side of the band. I think following up The Touch, I have to move forward a few years and go with their other massive album, Heartbeat City. Oh. Because musically, coming out of The Touch, as much as the self-titled is my favorite album, a song like You Might Think follows up the touch musically and aesthetically better for this mixtape so i am going to go with you might think weezer covered the song for the cars movie so i got to see a revival of that one i've covered the song personally on one of my older albums because it's one of my favorite songs from the band Mm -hmm. and to me heartbeat city is an absolute classic second to me Tied in second place with Candio, because I always struggle between that one. I love both albums equally, Mm -hmm. and with the self-title being my favorite of all time, Candio and Heartbeat City to me are just equally amazing, brilliant albums. But I think following the touch, you might think by the Cars. Excellent. Well,
0: get to cross off the Cars off my list. I didn't have Heartbeat City, uh, as you mentioned, but I did have... My very first Cars album was Panorama. Yes. and Love that yeah, one. Yeah, that one is very, very electronic if you compare it to Candio. It's like they really leaned into the synths for that album in general. And one of my favorite songs on there is Give Me Some Slack.
1: Nice. Yeah. Okay. But that's That's like one of the punkier yeah. ones from that album to me. I absolutely love Panorama. Give Me Some Slack is probably the punkiest song on that album. It's got that attitude with the synths built into it. And then you got a song that leans into hard rock, like Don't Tell Me No, which wasn't necessarily a big hit for the band. But the band recognized it on the two CD Just What I Needed Greatest Mm -hmm. Hits. And this is really telling me that I need to do an episode on the car. So I'm going to write that down right now and then throw the playlist back to you for track okay. three. All
0: right. Excellent. You might think, man, that had a poppy piano part to it. Man. Let's see. You know what? I'm, I'm going to go with this because one of my favorite bands of all time is the band Devo. If you can't tell by looking at my Picture on Twitter, Mm -hmm, (laughs) which is a mm -hmm. cover from uh, an album cover from Are We Not Men? We Are Devo. But let's go with Devo. I think we should go to something that's closer to what their pop sound was. And Devo, in interviews, has always said they tried to remain as unproduced as they could because people always wanted them to be like the cars for some reason. They said, you know, like, we'll make it sound like the cars. And it's like, no, we are Devo. That's what we do. So let's go with something Mm -hmm. poppy. Let's go with something on their Oh No, It's Devo album, which was featured on an episode of Square Pegs, season one, episode nine, Muffy's Bar Mitzvah. Do you remember Square Pegs or are you a little too young for that?
1: That one I'm not familiar yeah. Square with, Square Pigs actually.
0: was Sarah Jessica Parker. She'll probably come back. Just put a pin in that. Sarah Jessica Parker. Yeah. But the song that was featured on that show, on that episode, was the song That's Good. So I am going with That's Good by Devo.
1: Well, that's a good pick. <laughs> <laughs> and that was a horrible pun <laughs> coming out of the song, Love the band. You obviously scooped me on them. I went with something a little more mainstream for them. I had from 1980s Freedom of Choice Whip It. Oh, yeah. I felt like that had that punky flair that kind of sat in the new wave vibe with a lot of songs. And I feel like the punk bands that I listened to in the 90s and the 2000s all covered songs from the 80s new wave yeah. era. And there's a reason mm-hmm. for that because it's not too far removed musically. Yeah. And following up Devo, I think I'm going to bring in my first female choice of the night because we kick things off with Kim Wilde's The Touch. So I am going to go to 1981. This song I owned on 45 as a kid growing up, and it was one of my absolute favorite songs as a child. I spun this 45 so much it drove my parents nuts. And this song has been covered on punk compilations, it's been redone by pop artists. It's been done a lot because it is, to me, power pop perfection embodied into this new wave sound. And I'm going to go off of 1981's "Beauty and the Beat." I'm going to go with the Go Go's "Our Lips Are oh, Sealed." Wow.
0: Good one, good one. And you scoop me on the Go Go's. The Go Go's. I had. I remember that was one of my first albums. That uh, "Beauty and the Beat." I had for the Go-Go's on Beauty and the Beat, you can't walk in your sleep if you can't sleep. Nice. I don't know if you're going to notice a theme here, but what generally what I try to do with my mixtapes is, you know, I assume you know the hit, right? I assume that you know the Go-Go's hits. I assume you know the Devo's hits. I assume you know the Cars. But... I want to kind of expose you to other stuff, and that's kind of my focus. I don't know if you've been able to tell so far, but.
1: So far, yeah, definitely. I'll be curious if you pull out some oh, hits, no, no. I'm going
0: to. I'm going to. Trust me. But yeah, you scoop me on that. Get Up and Go is another one on Vacation that was really cool, and Head Over Heels, also on my mm-hmm. list from Talk Show from 84, before their fantastic breakup. But yeah, Our Lips Are Sealed is an excellent pick. Love it. All right. Well, you know, there was always an association for some reason between the Go Go's and the Bangles. I think there were comparisons made. It was one of those record industry things where they kind of linked them because the Go Go's hit it before, and you were always trying to get that next great thing. So there was some sort of an association there. Although, when I think of the Bangles, Besides Susanna Haas, I just think of their sound as more radio friendly in general. What I want to do with this following the Go Go's is a song that you may know from them from 1984's All Over the Place album. It's called Hero Takes a Fall.
1: Nice.
0: I think it did get some radio airplay, but it does have a really cool rock and feel to it. So, and then also Susanna
1: Hoff's vocals, of course, stellar. Absolutely unbelievable. I love her voice. Manic Monday is one of my favorite songs of all time. And then if you want to fast forward a couple of years later, which this one wasn't so much New Wave, but their cover of Hazy Shade of Winter, I think redefines the song. Like, unbelievable. For the New Wave aspect of this, I actually had Walk Like an Egyptian from 86's Different Light (laughs) in the mix because... That still had that new wave flair to it, but Hero Takes the Fall. Excellent, excellent pick. And coming out of that, I think I'm going to go with something which is what I talked about at the top of the show. Mm -hmm. Here's a band that was not really known for this sound. And the band I'm going to talk about is The Beat. Oh, yeah. Or known in the U.S. as the English Mm -hmm. Beat. And this is a band that I've seen live, and they are a ska band. They fuse pop music, reggae, punk, and ska into this sound. And if you go back and you listen to their 1980 album, I Just Can't Stop It, to me, it's an absolute second wave ska masterpiece. However, on 1982's special beat service, they brought in a little bit of a different Mm -hmm. sound. And that different sound resulted in one of the band's biggest hits and a song that, to me, is iconic in the new wave sound, and that is Save It For Later.
0: Oh, yeah. You, you scoop me on that one, the exact track this time. Yep, that was on my list. This song is
1: unbelievable, and it is a song that is beloved because if you think about the movie 200 Cigarettes, Harvey Danger covered it. Pete Townsend covered it as a bonus track on one of his later CDs. I mean, this song is amazing. Pearl Jam has included it in a live rendition of Better Man, which is something that my band started incorporating when we saw Pearl Jam do it once. And to me, the song is just so catchy. It's so fantastic. It's so new wave. And it is kind of an outlier when you watch the English beat Mm. live. But it for this playlist, I feel like it fits perfect. Oh, it does. Absolutely. So following you up, the English beat, Save It For Later.
0: Yeah. And that, you know, the saxophones and the piano in that song. Oh, so good. So good. Definitely an excellent pick. Boy, English beat. They are so excellent. I am such a huge fan of their stuff, too. Do I do this? Ah, oh, boy. And I don't know if you would consider this. It, do we consider it a new wave? I think it was more considered. I'm just going off the reggae sound, right? Mm-hmm. What What I'm going to choose is Eddie Grant from Killer on a Rampage. I'm going to choose Electric Avenue. Yes! <laughs> because I think that will follow up our sort of punk ska and make it just kind of reggae, reggaeify it. I don't know where you're gonna go with it from there, but I mean, definitely heavy sense, really catchy. I was thinking about Killer on a Rampage using that one, but that seems more guitarish and less less along the lines of new wave. So I'm going, like I said, with Eddie Grant from his nineteen eighty two Killer on a Rampage album, Electric Avenue.
1: You definitely scoop me on that one. One oh, of my really? favorites. Oh, my God. Yeah, I had that on 45, and that is one of my favorites from that era. I absolutely love that tune. I think it's one of the most underrated oh, yeah. songs to come out of the decade because it's something that was sampled in hip-hop in later years. It's been redone over and oh, yeah. over again. This song is iconic, and mm-hmm. when people hear it, Everybody knows the song, but not everybody knows, quote unquote, who Eddie Grant is. Oh, yeah. And that's the weird part.
0: Yeah. Somehow his embracing this sort of electronic sound of Electric Avenue just kind of hit with me and was a, one of my father's favorite LPs, too. So awesome pick. Well,
1: I am going to follow that up. I'm going to lean into that synth that you're throwing out with Electric Avenue. Okay. And I'm going to go with a band that if we don't include them in this discussion, we'd probably be doing the discussion a disservice in a way. Mm -hmm. And to me, this song is my absolute favorite by the band. And I know there's going to be some people that are going to be upset that I'm kind of going with a Grand Slam home run. But I've heard everybody from Dave Matthews to the used cover this song. And as cool as their versions are, no version is better than Talking Heads, Burning Down the House from 1983's Speaking in Tongues. And for a movie reference, I always think about Fireball, Fireball, hmm. Fireball from <laughs> Revenge of the Nerds. The Alpha Beta frat member sets the whole frat house on fire, <laughs> and then you cut to this song. It's so perfect. yeah. And the song is just awesome. So I think you can't have a New Wave mixtape without talking about the Talking Heads. Oh, yeah. So I want to get them in there. So Burning Down the House for track eight. Perfect.
0: Yeah, and coming out of their sound, you know, their 70s sound, it was definitely, it was a turning. It was was kind of, you know, they had their synth sounds, but that was like what put them on the map, Burning Down the House, I believe. I mean, that was such a great song. You mentioned Revenge of the Nerds. Fun Mm -hmm. fact, where I live in Tucson... On campus is the I believe it's the Trilam house that they used for the movie. Really? So yeah. Yeah. I used to when I when I moved out here, I used to go by it all the time and go, hey, that's the Revenge of the Nerds house.
1: Oh, that's awesome.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I think I'm pretty sure it's still there, but I haven't been by there in a while. And then one other thing about our what you said with the Talking Heads Scooping Me. I went with something a little bit earlier than that i think i mentioned on your channel before the song that i really liked from speaking in tongues you had a hey what would you lead off you know what's your favorite track from this album speaking in tongues and it was pull up the roots but i really had my heart set on putting from remain in light 1980 cross-eyed and painless Oh,
1: great song. Fish does such an amazing cover of that one. Oh, they do? Really?
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, oh wow. yeah.
0: That's another one that I think fits as far as, you know, the sound. It just kind of like rolls, right? So good. 100%. But anyway, okay, Burning Down the House. What's score here?
1: We're at track nine.
0: Track nine. Uh ah, closers. Coffee is for closers. <laughs> so I'm told. <laughs> But, boy, oh, boy. Hmm. There's so many. Well, you know what? With the popularity of that, every fiber of my being wants to go something obscure, but I can't right now. I think that (laughs) it's not going to follow this well. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go with a song that's one of my favorites that's kind of got a driving beat that I think complements Burning Down the House. It is from the Sweet Dreams Are Made of this album in 1983, the Eurythmics, Somebody Told Me. And it's got this bass that's kind of very haunting and almost sounds like it's being played backwards, like the whole sound feels like it's... So it's kind of haunting, but it's also got a really cool rhythm to it and also oh well oh well oh well that's 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 like the the chorus so anyway are you familiar with that song from the year yes i am yes
1: i am you you definitely scooped me on the band there was no way we were not talking about the arrhythmics in Mm -hmm. some aspect depending on which direction we went i had sweet dreams the title Mm -hmm. track from that album and I also had What I Lie to You, but that's a little bit more leaning into the punky, kind of horn driven yeah. version of the band. And I didn't really know if that would fit here.
0: I would associate that more with pop, like right by your side, kind of that feel, right? It's, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. I mean, at least we got the arrhythmics. You can cross that off the list.
1: Yes, most certainly. And now we've got two big names, and I think I know how I'm going to close out Side A. Okay. Because to me, if I'm going to close out any part of it, I want it to be a big statement, one where it unites the room. And Mm -hmm. if anybody wasn't familiar with every single song on the list, here's one that everybody hopefully will be familiar with. And I'm going to make a fist and raise it up in the air as I'm walking across a football field. And I'm going to go back to 1985's The Breakfast Club soundtrack and go with the closing anthem from The Breakfast Club, Simple Minds, Don't You Forget About Me. To me, this is probably one of the more beloved, well-known new wave classics, like a crowd pleaser all the way around, where this is a song where even if you're not a fan of the genre, Mm -hmm. this song kind of crosses over and resonates with a lot of different people. Yeah. So I felt like this is the home run song to close out the side with. And then you think 1985 was starting where the music was starting to shift away from new wave. Yeah. And this was one of the kind of, I don't know what you would call it, the encores before that tactical musical shift. So that's yeah. how I'm going to close out side a with simple minds. Don't you forget about me?
0: Let me just say, there are so many John Hughes-influenced choices that you could have made there, right? I mean, in all of his movies, he's very particular about the soundtrack. Like, you look at Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Pretty in Pink. Like, all of those had really iconic songs in them that you can't help but associate a movie to it. And that's exactly what Don't You Forget About Me does. You can't not think of The Breakfast Club, right?
1: I was just going to say, it's no shock that if you go back and listen to our 80s soundtrack episode of My Weekly Mixtape, spoiler alert, this is one of the songs we talked about. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. no, it's one of those ones where it's like, you can't help but think about it, the movie, when you hear this song. Great way to wind up side one here.
1: I agree. And that, mixtapers, concludes side A of our New Wave Classics mixtape, which consists of Kim Wilde, The Touch... The Cars, You Might Think, Devo, That's Good, Go-Go's, Our Lips Are Sealed, The Bangles, Hero Takes a Fall, The English Beat, Save It For Later, Eddie Grant's, Electric Avenue, Talking Heads, Burning Down the House, Eurythmics, Somebody Told Me, and Simple Minds, Don't You Forget About Me. Head to MyWeeklyMixtape.com to hear all of the songs we've discussed in this mix
2: Go to PantheonPodcast.com slash Metallica, enter your email, and hit that button to be entered to win.
1: And just like that, you're eligible for our monthly exclusive Metallica merch package.
2: And guess what, Rockers? You can enter every month. So just do it. And while we love our global brothers and sisters, the lawyers won't let us ship outside the U.S.
1: Now, before we flip our proverbial mix over to Side B, Ben, why don't you tell the My Weekly Mixtape listeners a little bit more about... Too Vague. Yes, the Too Vague
0: podcast is a podcast I started
1: as as sort of a passion
0: project that I associate with the death of my father, and it helped me move on. It's about connecting with people. It's a video game sort of show where we take a word. In fact, we had you on a couple episodes back, you doing the word mixtape. Yes. We take a word and we examine the definition and then we tell stories about it and inject some trivia in there. And then we move on connecting it to video games somehow. And I kind of was inspired by you on your show to do the arcade the arcade mix <laughs> where we were doing the same thing. We were trying to yes. go back and forth. Because one thing that I think of, like I said in the intro. Arcades and mixtapes kind of are in the in the same sort of drawer, if you will. Oh, by all means. But anyway, yeah, uh, a show about personal stories, trivia, video games. Try and keep it positive, as positive as possible. And been doing it for two, going on two years now. It's going to be two years in a in a week.
1: So awesome. Really love doing it, and I appreciate you being on. Oh, by I, all means, and I hope anyone out there that's listening will go back and check out other episodes of the show as well as the one that we did on mixtapes because getting me to talk video games is totally out of my comfort zone but we put together a pretty cool arcade there in, oh, yeah. in my weekly mixtape style i would have to say yes i had a lot of fun same here so moving on to side b i get to kick things off and i'm gonna go to 1981 for my first song choice when i was a kid I made all of my mixtapes, which is kind of the impetus for inspiring what we do each week on this show. However, every now and then, my parents would end up bringing home a record that was a mixtape. They were put out by KTEL. Oh, yeah, KTEL. Yeah. I haven't thought about them for a while. I know. Talk about dusting some cobwebs off your brain here. Yeah, no In kidding. In 1982, they had a record called Hit Express. Now, as a five- and six-year-old kid, there's a train crashing through what looks like glass. And there's Hit Express written across the top. And this was kind of just a mix of every popular song on the radio at the time. Like, Joan Jett's I Love Rock and Roll, Lover Boys Working for the Weekend, Journeys Don't Stop Believing, In the Air Tonight by Phil Collins. Like, it was just a who's who of music. Mm-hmm. And the opening song on this compilation was the New Wave classic, Human League, Don't You Want Me, Yep. from their 1981 album, Dare. And to me, this song just oozes New Wave. Oh, yeah. It's got this swagger to it that has a rock vibe, but it's brought into the synth. There's almost this punky aspect of it. And when Real Big Fish and Zoloft the Rock and Roll Destroyer covered the song in the 2000s, They brought a little bit more of the punk guitars to their cover of it. And to me, it works both ways because it's just as heavy and it rocks, but it's also something you could dance to. It's something you could groove to. And it's kind of everything I love about New Wave because it's got that rock vibe, but it's not necessarily a rock song. Mm. So I'm going with Human League. Don't you want me to kick off side B? Oh Wow. That's such a great track to lead with. The
0: Human League, of course, scooped me on that, but I have uh, from their Hysteria album, "The Lebanon," and "Love Action" nice. off of Dare, which was more of a, you know, it's a it's a lesser known song, right? So, <laughs> but yeah, "Don't You Want Me?" That's excellent, excellent choice. Well, geez, now I got my work cut out for me here. I think songs that put people on the map. I don't know if I want to go to. Well, hmm. this is a tough one for me because I wanted I want to go with something more synthy. For some reason, it feels like, and I don't know if this is true or not, but side one felt more pop oriented, less electronic than I wanted mm-hmm. initially. And I don't know if it's going to be a pivot for you or not, but it's a song that I associate with bands like the Human League, although they had a lot of other hits. What I'm going to go for is a song that I believe was, speaking of your 1980s movie show, a song that was on Streets of Fire. Do you remember the movie Streets of Fire from 1984?
1: Of course I do. Yeah, Yeah. definitely.
0: Michael Perret also in that one. I think you Uh talked about Eddie and the Cruisers, right? Yes. So I'm going to go with a song off of the soundtrack from that album. And it was also on the Reach the Beach album released here in the States. In 1983, the song is Sign of Fire by The Fix. I nice. mean, I was going to possibly go with Saved by Zero or something a little bit more upbeat or um, upbeat. But you know what I mean? Like something a little bit more notable as far as their catalog. Uh, one mm-hmm. Thing Leads to Another is another one I could have gone with. But I love Sign of Fire so much. So I want to put that on Sign of Fire by The Fix.
1: Well, you scooped me on the band, but I actually had one of the songs you just mentioned. One Thing Leads to Another on oh, yeah. my list. Yeah. To me, that one, it's got a little like that opening, the wow, wow it's got that like almost funky new wave vibe to it.
0: And you as a bassist, right? Oh yeah, Yeah. exactly.
1: I mean, the bass part is very standout on that song. Definitely. And following it up, I have a couple different ways I can go here and I'm going to go with one of my, like I did on side a bands that are not necessarily known for new wave, but definitely had a new wave hit. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to go back to 1985 for this one. And this is a band that former guest Jim Santora, author of the underrated rock book, chimed in with this one. And I could not agree more. And I'm going to go with the album is love. The band is the cult. And I'm going to go with she sells sanctuary for my pick. It's a little bit more rock heavy. Yeah. There's definitely a guitar element to this song that, hasn't been a lot of in the songs we've discussed. Mm -hmm. But make no mistake, this is a new wave song, and Love is a new wave album. But when you think about Cult, most people think of kind of the rockier stuff that came after Love. But this was an era of the band that I think was truly amazing and fits really well with the bands we've been talking about tonight.
0: Oh, yeah. For some reason, I always associate She Sells Sanctuary with, for some reason alternative more than I associate it with New Wave. And I don't know why, that's just probably the way my brain works, right? There are certain bands, you mentioned Depeche Mode early on, someone had a suggestion. For some reason, my brain, at the time that I really started loving that music, I link it, you know, not to New Wave, I link it to that. But I mean, She Sell Sanctuary is definitely a very cool song to put on
1: here. I wasn't expecting that, actually. So, good one. I am not a deep cut new wave person. So my thought was maybe the little curveballs, like bands that don't normally do the new wave sound like the English beat Save It For Later. And Mm -hmm. this pick would be kind of my way to branch this episode out a little bit uh, because I really some of these bands I am when I scroll through my list. It's just hit after hit after hit. Mm -hmm. So I kind of wanted to think outside the box a little bit. Yeah. in kind of what I bring to this mixtape. And and I I agree the cult could veer a little outside of new wave but there's just enough.
0: Yeah, oh yeah. Where
1: musically it ties into what we're
0: doing here. Yeah. But that leaves me in sort of a pickle here. Do people still say that leave me in a pickle? I don't even know oh, just yeah, visually yeah. that's weird. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> she sells sanctuary. So let's She sells sanctuary, boy. I think I may have to do a 180 here, man. Okay. But I'm trying to think of something that would kind of match the pace or match the feeling of She Sell Sanctuary. Okay. All right. I think I got it. So, one of the most difficult album names to pronounce from 1982, in my opinion, was Shibu Shaba. <laughs> <laughs> and that album was by In Excess. And so the song that I'm picking from that album is The One Thing. So nice. I've got that on. I think that's a good sort of connector with She Sell Sanctuary. It's guitarish. It's more the rock side of New Wave, I think. So, yeah, I'm going with In Excess, The One Thing.
1: Love it. I went a little further down into their career, and I went with the, again, obvious pick 1987's Kick and Need You Tonight, Yeah, which, again, you think about that's where I come from musically very much from a rock perspective. The songs that I'm picking all kind of lean a little bit in some aspect, and I think because The Cars was my first love of the genre, I think that's why, because the self-titled album from The Cars is very guitar-driven. yeah with oh, yeah. the synth mixed in. Yeah. So there are a lot of songs that you've picked tonight that really lean into the synth and I'm and I hope we're complimenting it and I and I think In Excess is the perfect pick to oh, yeah. come out of the cult. Especially
0: the one thing is one of those it basically goes from that synth sound in the first part to a guitar. It transitions. It uses both. It's kind of a call and response thing where Maybe it's more of a harmony thing, but it just it sounds like it's a, a synthesizer and a guitar together. <laughs> you know? Right. So it's like call and response. You got your guitar, you got your keyboard. You got your guitar, you got your keyboard. So I think it works pretty well.
1: And I think I know exactly what I'm gonna follow that up with because I'm gonna lean into that guitar and synth playing well together. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to go to 1982, and this is one of those songs where when I say the band name, you might not immediately jump, because the band name is not, at least in the U.S., a household name, but the song is. And I'm going to go from 1982, the band is After the Fire, and the song is Der Commissar. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah,
1: And that song has the guitar. Yep. Yep. And, but then you've got the heavy synth un- underneath it. So I feel like that aspect of the song plays really well coming out of the one thing by In Excess.
0: Yeah, that's perfect. That's perfect. And it also gives me an opening. So that's, that's yes. awesome. Yeah, I do like that. And it gives me an excuse to go with something a little bit more synthy too. So yeah, anything by... After the, who was the, Rock Me Amadeus was also one of the, but it wasn't after the fire though. It was, um,
1: that was Falco.
0: Yeah. Falco. Um, okay. Let's, uh, and what year was that again? 82. 82. All right. Let's stick with 82 and let's go with, this is going to be tricky for me because I love Thomas Dolby. I have an association with that. I remember listening to The Golden Age of Wireless on my cassette tape when I was in the morning and going for my runs in the morning. Absolutely love that. It was released, actually Golden Age of Wireless I believe was released twice. It was released once before She Blinded Me with Science and then afterwards including She Blinded Me with Science because that was such a huge hit for Thomas Dolby. Very Uh iconic for him. But what I'm going to do, as far as Thomas Dolby is concerned, I'm going off his, I believe, his second album, The Flat Earth. And this is a song that was released originally under a different band and a different style. The song was the musical part of it, which Thomas Dolby produced. This was before his solo release. Houdini's Magic's Wand. That is the music. If you listen to that. Did you used to watch Soul Train or American
1: Bandstand? I vaguely remember it. Yeah.
0: I used to love Soul Train just for, you mentioned the train before, just the animated train intro was was amazing. But I think I heard this song at some point, Magic's Wand, on uh, Soul Train. But, I didn't hear the song that he made before it was used for that. The song is called Puppet Theater and it is a deep cut sort of B side. I believe the B side to I Scare Myself. Puppet Theater is my choice from Thomas Dolby's The Flat Earth album in
1: 1984. That is a deep pick for sure because I'll be perfectly honest. I had She Blinded Me With Science on my list. I am not that deep into Thomas Dolby's music, so completely stumped me on that one. Yeah, Uh, I have not heard that album.
0: Yeah, it wasn't really super-duper popular, but it definitely kind of leaned into his... He started getting into more just synth, like straight-up synth. But back in those days, in the 82, he had kind of a funky kind of R&B feel. He was just fascinated by New York R&B stuff. And Puppet Theater is interesting because if you listen to the version that was put out by Houdini and you listen to this, the version that he put out, it uses the same music, but it sounds completely different one sounds like a rap song one sounds like straight up new wave so Thomas Dolby did a lot of writing of songs for people like one of the tracks I was going to have on my list that is I'm going to cross it off since Thomas Dolby has been used but Lena Lovich released a song that was entirely written by Thomas Dolby called new toy is that also a stumper for you
1: Yes, I am not okay. deep in the Thomas Dolby catalog, <laughs> gotcha, to be gotcha. perfectly honest. Well,
0: well, I apologize for not leaving you all. a lurch here, but yeah, Thomas Dolby, Puppet Theater is my pick.
1: I cheated and put my phone up to my ear while you were talking, so I had you talking in my right ear, and in the left ear I was giving a little preview of Puppet Theater, uh-huh. so that way musically I can bounce off of it. Oh, yeah. And I think I know what I'm going to do. That song has much more synth than probably anything else in my list, mm-hmm. but I think musically that vibe I could capture by leaving the '80s for a second, okay, and going back to 1979. Mm-hmm. And believe it or not, this was on another one of those KTEL compilations, and that KTEL compilation was another one my parents had. It came out in the 1980s because it was called KTEL Rock '80. But the song I'm going for is from 1979's The Pleasure Principle, and I'm going to go with The Amazing Cars by Gary Newman. Oh, yeah. Song kicks absolute ass. It's got such a again, this might lean into a little bit more of the the rock vibe Mm -hmm. because the song, even though it's mostly synth driven, is a rock song in synth clothing, so to speak. Oh, yeah. And there's a reason why Fear Factory covered this song in the '90s, and just all they had to do was add a little bit of distorted guitar, and people are like, "This song rocks!" Yeah, it rocked originally in 1979, so that's why I'm going with it. Gary Newman's Cars.
0: And did you see that Trent Reznor, uh, Nine Inch Nails, Fame, also on stage had Gary Newman? They did a live version of Cars for one of his shows because apparently yes. that was one of Trent Reznor's big influences was Gary Newman, Two Boy Army. Yeah, that's an excellent pick. I 100% had that on my list.
1: So we are at track eight, and you have two picks left, and I have one.
0: Okay. Boy, oh boy, let's go with something from, you know, an association I make with that song, for whatever reason, is a song by someone probably not very well-known, goes by robin scott but the band is called m and the album is new york london paris munich and everybody talk about pop music with a k is going to be my pick to follow up cars from 1979's new york london paris munich album m or robin scott's pop music
1: love that song that one is a lot of fun
0: and i don't know why i associate those two songs cuz they are different sounds maybe i saw them back to back videos or something but i mean something about the feeling for each one one is really high up one is like a it's it's kind of like a compression and a release thing right so you've got mm-hmm. gary newman car is sort of a driving kind of song And then you've got this, which is kind of on the opposite side of the coin, but still using a lot of synths and feeling like it's jaunty even.
1: By all means, I absolutely love this song. And I know the movie Music and Lyrics Mm -hmm. was a spoof on the band Wham. However, the songs they produced for Hugh Grant reminded me of that pop music vibe. Oh, yeah. And, and I, I, that's actually, I, I'm not a huge romantic comedy person, but that one I've seen several times over the years with my wife, and I always thought it was a really well-done movie. Great soundtrack, fun songs, good stuff.
0: For some reason, New York, London, Paris, Munich, everybody talk about pop music, is something that just pops into my head, and I just say it. No one knows what the hell I'm talking about, <laughs> unless they're from the 80s. But Exactly.
1: Yeah. Well... Following that up, I think I know how I'm going to go, because this is my last song, Pick of the Night, so I wanted to do another massive crowd pleaser, Mm -hmm. similar to the way I ended Side A with Don't You Forget About Me. For my last song of the night, I wanted to do something that, to me, screams new wave, screams 80s, screams this vibe, but also has the entire room singing in unison. Mm -hmm. And one of the songs from the 80s that does that oh so well, as well as for the 90s babies, because Real Big Fish did a fantastic cover of this song in the movie Basketball. I am going with Aha, Take On Me from 1985's Hunting High and Low. Let's get the whole room singing in unison Dancing and having a great time because that's part of what new wave music is all about. It's a fun genre and a fun vibe. And I wanted to really go out for the night on a fun note. So, uh-huh, aha, yeah. take on me.
0: Perfect. Excellent video, too. Just the way they did that video is fabulous.
1: One of the greatest music videos ever.
0: Agreed. Agreed. Hands down.
1: And if you want to look up a fun version of the song, look up the MTV Unplugged version that the band put out about five years ago. Oh, okay beautiful beautiful version of the song not as fun as the original but man that music video when i think of music videos easily one of the first five that come to mind
0: oh yeah yeah definitely aha was one of my favorite bands of all time i had on my list from hunting high and low the blue sky Mm -hmm, which mm -hmm. was kind of another one of those sort of constantly moving kind of songs and from scoundrel Days. In 1986, Cry Wolf. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know how into Uh Aha you were, but I was a big fan.
1: I was more than casual. Mm. I knew more than Take On Me, but for this mixtape, I felt like Take On Me was where it needed to go coming out of pop music. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And now you have to close out the whole mixtape, too. uh...
0: All right, well. You know what, okay, you might be angry at me, and this might not be in the spirit of my weekly mixtape, but I am going to end this the way I wanted to end it, (laughs) even though it (laughs) might not fit. And I think you may approve, because this artist was mentioned in a couple of your movie episodes as far as tracks that you wanted to include. So when I think of the 80s, I think of this person who started on a show called Dr. Demento. And I don't know if you ever listened to Dr. Demento back in the 70s and 80s. Yep. Well, Weird Al likes to do what he calls style parodies. And one of the style parodies he did was Devo, which we already included on the mix. So I am going with a different style parody he did of undeniably one of the new wave bands I believe from Georgia, the B 52s and the style parody he did was a song called you said, you mentioned K and this kind of fits in the same category called Mr. Popiel. Yes. So yes. I want to close out our mixtape with weird Al Yankovic's style parody on his in 3d album, Mr. Popiel.
1: What a fantastic <laughs> way to close. Oh my God. I, I mean, look, Weird Al is a household name. And this is going to be the curveball at the end of the episode where people are now gripping onto their wheel trying to figure out what just happened. Yes. But in my, it, like, when you listen to this playlist on myweeklymixtape.com, you will see just how fantastically perfect. This pick is, I 100% approve, and I applaud this, Ben. This was a fantastic <laughs> way to close out the side.
0: Yeah, it's just, listen to his style parodies. Like He did Devo better than Devo on Dare to be Stupid. 100%. I don't know if you ever saw, there was a an interview on one of these Weird Al Yankovic sort of documentaries, right, where Mark Mothersbaugh was talked to about Dare to be Stupid, the song. And he says, basically, that it's so beautiful and that he's he hates him because of it. <laughs> because it's so perfectly Devo. And it's not, you know, Devo. So, but, yeah, the style parody, the B-52s, undeniably a band from that new wave era. You know, you could have gone with them with Rome if you want to go a little bit later on. But I decided to go with the style parody instead. So there we go
1: bravo there you have it folks side b of our new wave classics mixtape which kicked off with the human league don't you want me the fix sign of fire the cult she sells sanctuary in excess the one thing after the fire De commissar thomas dolby puppet theater gary newman cars m pop music aha take on me And Weird Al Yankovic, you heard it right, folks. Mr. Pope (laughs) head over to myweeklymixtape.com to hear all the songs we've discussed through the playlist embedded on the episode page. One
0: other thing I wanted to, before we close out the episode. Sure. Is there a band that you think you should have included that you didn't get to? Because I've got one specific artist that for some reason just didn't fit, and I think he... Definitely belongs in this list, but I didn't have a chance to. Do you have any artists like that
1: on your list? I most certainly do. And if you want to do a round of honorable mentions, I'm completely down for that. Oh, yeah.
0: Perfect. You've got the next one. So
1: All right. Sounds good. So then my honorable mention is from 1983's Power, Corruption, and Lies, New Orders, Blue Monday. Oh,
0: yeah. Boy, I delivered many a pizza to that song. <laughs> yep.
1: Yep. <laughs> I'm so upset I didn't get a chance to fit that in and I was kind of flip-flopping it and I ended up going with After the Fire instead.
0: Yeah, which I think was the right choice. I think it was the right choice. One one of the songs, and speaking of going all over the place and experimenting, one of the bands that I really wanted to include, not really a band, a person, Joe Jackson. Oh, uh, yeah. so many different hits. He had that sort of the Beat Crazy album was sort of like... Mm-hmm you know, big band music kind of sounding. And, you know, everyone knows Steppin' Out, right, as <laughs> just the way that that song goes. But one of my favorites from him is it kind of has a reggae vibe to it, and I probably could have used it when we were in the reggae realm. The Sunday Papers off of his 1978 oh, yeah. album Look Sharp. So that that was, I wish I would have had a chance to fit some Joe Jackson in there, but if it wasn't, it just none of those really – fit. Completely agree.
1: Great picks. Ben, this has been so much fun, man. Why don't you let people know where they can find out more about the Too Vague Podcast?
0: Yeah. Too Vague Podcast. Go ahead and point your browser. I don't know how people say it these days. But (laughs) www. com. I'm on the social media, but you can get those through the webpage. All my episodes are available on your Normal, Apple, Spotify, Google, et cetera, et cetera. All that information's on the website. And if you are interested in being on the show, think of a word and send me an email because I'll talk to anyone about anything and link it to video games. <laughs> so that's where you go, www.twovaguepodcast.com.
1: Well, Ben, thank you so much for being a guest tonight. And I also thank you for being a Patreon mixtaper and supporting the show as much as you do. It's so much fun being able to talk with you on the forums and talk music with you all the time. I'm so glad you were able to come on the show to do it with me tonight.
0: Absolutely. I'm so happy to do that. And it's a, you know, I love your show. I love what you're doing. I love spreading the gospel about the mixtapes, so to speak. It's a wonderful forum and hopefully it'll make a comeback.
1: Amen to that. And remember, you can find My Weekly Mixtape on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Spoutable at My Weekly Mixtape. You can also head to MyWeeklyMixtape.com to check out the full catalog of My Weekly Mixtape episodes. And if you want to support the show, please consider becoming a Patreon Mixtaper at Patreon.com forward slash My Weekly Mixtape. That's all for this week. Thanks again for listening. And until next time, enjoy the tunes.